In this episode, we are speaking with Fuzz Martin, partner and chief strategy officer at Epic Creative and host of the 15 Minutes with Fuzz podcast. Today, we will learn all about Fuzz's passion for community and how he used his creativity to spread much needed positivity in just 15 minutes per week. I'm your host, Tara Gundrum. As a United States Marine Corps veteran, author, and Christ follower, I've had the great privilege of meeting so many people that are living a life of influence, affecting positive change, and are making a difference in their lives and the lives of the people around them. These are the incredible stories of real people. And this is The Possible Project Podcast. My name is Fuzz Martin. I do a number of things. Um, I am here in West Bend, Wisconsin. I am one of the partners and the chief strategy officer at Epic Creative, which is a full-service advertising agency. We have about 80 employees and serve a a number of different markets with advertising, marketing, et cetera. I also, uh, well, I guess first and foremost, I'm a husband and father of two. I have a daughter who just graduated high school, and I have another one who's going into second grade. And I, um, uh, let's see, I have a podcast, 15 Minutes with Fuzz. I am a village trustee in the village of Kewaskum, and I'm on a number of boards, uh, the 9-11 Memorial Board and the Volunteer Center of Washington County, as well as the West Bend Area Chamber of Commerce. And now that I'm saying all this out loud, I feel like I'm doing too much, Tara. No, I super, <laughs> super appreciate you just kind of laying it all out there because you know what we're going to do now? We're going to unpack it. All right. We're literally going to unpack every single piece of your life. Okay. And we are going to kind of start with your advertising. So right now, like you said, you're working at Epic Creative, Mm -hmm. uh, designing, creating, sharing, all of those great things. Uh, Has this always been your desired career choice? Explain the path of how you got here today. Sure. Uh, My path was, it's kind of a funny, really funny journey, as a lot of us have. But I, as a kid, loved radio. I loved the, I loved funny things and I loved morning shows and, and all of that. So my cousin and I used to, we had a boom box with a you know, tape recorder on it. We used to make uh, really <laughs> funny shows. We had this show called uh, WKRZY, which is too many letters, but the, the crazy station is what we used to call it. So flash forward, I'm in high school. I've got a deep voice. I'm like, I'm going to be in radio someday, but I also really liked science. So, um, my mom and dad were like, radio is not going to pay the bills, (laughs) go to school for something. And maybe you can do radio on the weekends or something if that's your passion. So I went to pre-pharmacy school. Um, I was really, really into science, took all the AP classes, all that stuff. I went to UW Whitewater for pre-pharmacy. My second week at school, I went to the cafeteria and they were doing auditions for the school radio station. Again, I was in all, I was doing undergrad classes, but I was doing, you know, zoology and those kind okay. of things as well. Well, I got into a school radio station because I decided to do it and it worked and fell in love with it. I started doing a, an afternoon show on like the most boring elevator music ever, <laughs> but I used to start putting in little funny quips and things here and there. And the radio teacher, Dr. Tremblay, rest in peace, he called me in his office and said, I know you're not in my classes, uh, but I think you're good enough to go get a job somewhere. So if you want, here are a list of some of the jobs that are available in the area. Okay. 
and I went and got a job at a country station literally in the middle of a cornfield uh, in between Whitewater and Darien, Wisconsin. It was uh, WSLD and worked there for two years. I was on air and did um, uh, sales and things like that and and left school. Ended up down the road finishing at, at UW-Milwaukee, but I left school and uh, uh, ended up here in West Bend at the radio station here uh, doing – uh, I was a copywriter and I did the afternoons and eventually I became the program director and morning show host. So. Oh, wow. Well, that is pretty awesome. I mean, you attempted to follow mom's guidance. I did. You went to school. <laughs> but, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, you have to kind of take advantage of it and see where life takes you. So it's pretty amazing that you followed your passion and here you are today still doing what you love. I think that's great. Now, we got to talk a little bit about that uh, radio job in Darien in the middle of the cornfield <laughs> country. So I love country music. Give me some insights on to maybe some of your experiences in that area. Yeah, sure. So, um, well... My first job, I was Fuzzy the Weekend guy. <laughs> and I, You're never going to live this down. You no, know. I know that. It's fine. I was Fuzzy the Weekend guy, and I worked from – typically, I do the afternoons doing – we call it board operating. So uh, pushing buttons during NASCAR races is what I was what I was hired to do. And then I started getting – you know, like doing the time and temperature, doing the call letters. <laughs> Eventually, then I was uh, – producing they had <laughs> this is funny now thinking back to, so remember this is 1996 but they had country line dances at some like dance hall somewhere sure. in the middle of nowhere in in uh walworth county wisconsin and i used to be the guy back at the studio so i'd play the music everybody would dance to the music that was playing over the radio and they had a host there from the radio station, and I was the kid back at the studio, but every so often I'd chime in and talk. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Eventually, I ended up you know, introducing like Trace Adkins at Ooh. the Walworth County Fair, Dina Carter, the uh, Kentucky Headhunters. I actually helped the Kentucky Headhunters load their bus in the middle of a tornado in Jefferson or Walworth County. Um, it was either Wal- Walworth or Jefferson County Fair. Okay. They blend together these days, but- Everybody was rushing. I was helping them, like put you know those big ca- cases on underneath their bus, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And then when I came here to West Bend, working for ninety two point five, I did more of that just at a bigger level, I guess. Okay, so. right. And what was your call name here? Like, did Fuzzy, well, <laughs> Fuzzy the Weekend Guy, like come well, with you? No, it was it was uh, your ride home with Fuzz Martin was the first show. Um, so I started that in. It would have been July of 2000 and then eventually became the morning buzz with fuzz when I took over the morning show. So, Ah, but I, uh, some may remember from the area. So I had, uh, a mentor in radio. His name was Mike Elliott. He probably provided me the most life guidance of any person I've ever worked with or for. Uh, he was like a dad to me. He, uh, saw talent and allowed me to, um, to use it okay. and, and had faith in me and gave me uh, the tools that I needed to grow, but also taught me to get out of my own way when I was hung up on things that I shouldn't be. But he, sure. um, he was also really good at promotions and, but one of his less good ideas was he had me naked on a billboard <laughs> <laughs> on many billboards here in Washington County in about 2004. Um, 
with just a cowboy hat on. And uh, I said, listen to Fuzz Martin in your ride home from work, and the hat stays. And then it said, uh, weekdays, <laughs> one, to, 1 to 5 p.m. or whatever. So. Oh, my God. Like, I'm having, like, all these visuals. I'm, like, trying to, like, not laugh here. I'm yeah, looking yeah. at you. I'm envisioning don't, a cowboy at hat. I'm like, stop it. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, with cowboy hat and all that jazz, we're going to kind of move on a little bit. because good. Uh, one of the cool things that I love about you and listening to your show is how you love to talk about your family and your beautiful wife and her podcast mm-hmm. and your children. And I think most recently, your daughter that's graduating, like she's like a power lifter and yep. you help coach her and mm-hmm. train her. So I kind of want to talk about that because that's like a passion of yours and togetherness with the family. I think it's really cool. I want to hear more. Yeah, it. yeah, thanks. No, so in high school, I was a power lifter. I had a really good football coach that required all the linemen on the mm-hmm. football team to be in the powerlifting program if they weren't in another sport. Um, so that always loved that. It was always, you know, relatively strong. And then flash forward to working here at Epic, we had a client who was a sponsor of the CrossFit Games. Um Ooh. and so I got to go experience that, and they wanted me to join a CrossFit gym so I could understand the language and things like that. So I joined the CrossFit gym here in town and started going to that, fell in love with the community, the lifting weights, the the routine, all of that. My daughter was also, you know, she was a big baby, like nine, nine pounds, 13 ounces. And she was, she's a tall kid. She's almost six feet, t- six feet tall and very built strong. So okay. um, I said, Hey, do you want to come try CrossFit one day? And she did, and she loved it. And then she actually started Olympic weightlifting, so uh, clean and jerk and the snatch. Oh, okay. And she set some uh, teen state records with that in her weight class. And was it like instantly, like you do that, you instantly have the bug. You're like, oh, okay, this, sure. this is what I'm doing like, now. Yeah. So I said, Well, would you like to try powerlifting, which is the squat, bench press, and deadlift? And she said, yeah. So we both did an, uh, an event together. I didn't do very well, but she did awesome and set some more state records in powerlifting at the age of 12 or 13. I think she was still 12. And then that was it. And then she was like, all right, I'm training for this. And yeah. at one point she was ranked second in the nation in her weight class as a teen. And then COVID hit and she wow. didn't get to lift as much. But, sure. um, and then, you know, she, Got a job and a boyfriend and other, you know, yeah. things to think of school was tough and all that stuff. So, um, but she still competed in the state competition this year and took sixth. She took sixth or seventh place this year. Um, her sophomore year, she took third in state. Um, but again, then it was COVID for a year. So deep passion for that. Uh, we had some really great uh, female mentors at the mm-hmm. gym who were like a role model to her. She wanted, you know, she saw them. Putting in the work, you know, being extremely strong, having all that. And it was something for me was to say, like, here's a positive influence for you to, you know, you you can be strong. You can put this out there. You can put in the work and achieve your goals and um, and have something that not a lot of people do. So Absolutely. Well, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, to you both, uh, just for kind of following that passion, because you often hear of the father-son bond. You don't really hear of the daughter-daddy bond that way when it comes to sports and things like powerlifting and stuff, which can typically be a male-dominated sport. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just thought that that was amazing and definitely wanted to touch on it today. Thank you. Uh, so then, uh, and 
your free time, you know, <laughs> aside from all of your community work and your day job and your athletics, you are also a podcast host. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that <laughs> podcast, Mr. 15 Minutes with Fuzz. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Downtown Harrison. As you know, the Possible Project podcast is all about sharing stories and helping people get to the next level of possible in their lives. Well, let me tell you, when it comes to interactive entertainment, Downtown Harrison is one of the best in the business. Based in the greater Milwaukee area, Downtown Harrison does shows near and far all over the United States. His Vegas-style shows include some of the best impersonations of a broad range of entertainers like Johnny Cash, Neil Diamond, Frank Sinatra, Elvis, and Tina Turner. You heard me right, folks. I said Tina Turner. Downtown Harrison graced me with his high energy excellence at my launch party for this podcast. Super, super fun. If you are in need of high quality, show-stopping entertainment for your next wedding, anniversary or birthday party, reunion, corporate event, conference or convention check out downtown harrison on youtube that's downtown harrison h-a-r-r-i-s-o-n or email him at harrison downtown 65 at gmail.com that's harrison downtown 65 at gmail.com downtown harrison your go-to entertainer for a show-stopping experience would you like to sponsor an episode of the possible project podcast head on over to our website for more details and now back to the show so i started the podcast because i was on social media i saw that lots of people complaining on one of the local community sites about something going on. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of positive things going on here in Washington County, Wisconsin. And you wouldn't know by looking on social media and especially in these groups that get a lot of juice in the algorithms and it shows up in people's feeds more than the positive stuff. And I thought, you know what, if I want that to come to the forefront, then I need to put that out there. So I know, you know, having you know, still some leftover fans from my radio yeah. days and, and things like that, that, um, and there were still people who they're like, Hey, I miss you on the radio. And I thought, well, this is an opportunity to put a positive thing out there, leverage whatever little bit of p- things people remember in the area, um, mm-hmm. out there and then highlight and, and for me to learn about things that are going on in our, our own community. I've learned so much, um, as recording this, I think I'm 47 episodes in wow. it's, um, it's great. I love meeting people that the thing I miss from the radio days was not the paycheck. It was the, (laughs) (laughs) it was the meeting with people, recording, editing audio. I love doing all of that. This that we're doing here right now is like, I could do this all day if it paid the bills. So, so it's a, it's a hobby for me and it gives me a chance to showcase positive things in the area and, and talk with people like you. And that's, that's what I love. So. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I am 100% with you. Like you said, doing this all day is the the energy that you get from people just sharing those positive stories. Like I was super excited when I saw you advertise your show that it was like happening. Mm -hmm. And then I started listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we need this right now. It's like literally the middle of the suckiest time ever. Mm -hmm. And now there's this hyper-local show. I can relate. I, I recognize that person's name or I recognize that place or wow, I didn't know they did that there. Mm -hmm. And I found myself going out and visiting some of these locations that you were showcasing. And I mean, things just weren't all that bad because, you know, here one might be at home, you know, sad for whatever reason, not having the same kind of access to things that they used to. But now here's this guy in quick 15 minutes telling me about the available resources in my area, how mm -hmm. things we can still enjoy it. But not only can we get out and enjoy something, we can support the folks that are providing that access. So I just say kudos to you. you. Keep doing, please keep doing what you're <laughs> doing. Um, because I listen to you every week faithfully. And I really do love every single guest that you bring on. Awesome. Thank you very much, Tara. I appreciate that. And, and honestly, like the 15 minutes part was, it was a cap for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I wouldn't, you know, we all know what scope creep is, right? I wouldn't <laughs> be like, oh, all of a sudden now I'm doing an hour and a half show each week and don't have time to do it. And then uh, we call it pod fade when you like do a show and then you just stop doing it. And sure. I didn't want to be a part of that. But I mean, even, uh, you know, I listen to your show. Like, I love that you have different guests on from the mm -hmm. area. Like, I'm learning a whole lot as well. And I, I think having this is really good for our communities, our souls, you know. Yeah, like, it's great for the soul. Yeah. It, and it's, uh, and there's so many good things out there that just don't. They're not as sexy to people online sometimes as, yeah. as these positive stories. And I think we just need to find them and shed light on them. Absolutely. Right on. So uh, for those of you listening, if you have not heard of 15 Minutes with Fuzz, you got to check them out. Uh, literally type in 15 with Fuzz mm -hmm. and you'll find that on any single social platform. Uh, we're talking Spotify, like Stitcher. Mm -hmm. You can go on uh, Facebook and find his page. So check them out. It's amazing. Thank you. So, alrighty. So we've we've kind of gotten through your journey to mm -hmm. your day job. We talked all about the family biz and the podcast. Now you have a little bit more to give. So you are giving by way of volunteering mm -hmm. your talents and time to several different community boards. Um, I think the first one that I'm familiar with that I met you through is the Wisconsin 9-11 Memorial. Yeah. Um, but you have that and so many more. So I'd love for you to just kind of give me a little taste of what all of these different organizations do. Sure. So um, I'm the president of the Wisconsin 9-11 Memorial Board and uh, that's located in Kewaskum, Wisconsin. That one in particular, um, there is a, a gentleman in our area named Gordon Haberman. His daughter, Andrea, was killed in the North Tower of uh, the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. They procured a piece of steel from that North Tower in, I believe, 2014. And they had been working to build a memorial. They had plans. They had all these pieces. Um, they came. Uh, Jerry Gosa, again, RIP. Uh, no thank you, COVID. Um, right. Uh, Jerry Gosa came into Epic Creative one day and said, I'd like to talk to somebody about marketing for the 9-11 memorial that we're trying to build in Kewaskum. 
I don't want to leave here till somebody talks to me. <laughs> and uh, one of our employees said, hey, Fuzz, you live in Kewaskum. Can you talk to Jerry? And I did, and I uh, fell in love with him. He's a great guy. And we ended up helping rebrand the memorial, help them put together their marketing materials and some some ways of uh, – getting this, you know, presentation so they could present to potential donors and things like that. And I just fell in love with the project and the people and the cause and knowing that this was going to be something that was literally in my community, that was going to be a focal point of the community and could help educate future generations for years to come. And I was, I just couldn't say no to it. And I also couldn't walk away from it once we finished what we promised them we were going to do. I, I just Absolutely. Uh, kept doing it. So, uh, so that's a passion project of mine. The uh, Epic did the logo for the Volunteer Center of Washington County when they were building the hub. Um, okay. And we had an employee who was very uh, um, involved with and passionate about the Volunteer Center and the hub. So she had to go on maternity leave. She asked me if I could step in. And it was another one of those things where I was like, oh, I love the people here. <laughs> I come here all the time, you know, and, uh, you know, we lend marketing expertise to them and it's, you know, I feel as a business in any community that you not, you know, you're not just there to take by, by doing work, Mm -hmm. but also to give back and, uh, use your talents and funds and time in Mm -hmm. order to support those and lift those up around you. So, um, so we're, we're very involved, not just me, I'm, I'm on the board, but we have many people here who are passionate about the volunteer center. And then I'm also in the West Bend area chamber of commerce, just because we're, uh, we're a business in in West Bend and they're a block and a half away. And I think chambers really support business and commerce and families and schools and things in the area. So, um, so yeah, I, I also just kind of spread myself thin that way. But the they're, they're minimal commitments, but you can really make a big impact when you're a part of those. So. Oh, absolutely! I appreciate you saying that because there are a lot of folks um, who don't necessarily understand what it means to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the approach that every single thing that you're doing, you are extremely passionate about. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about giving of your time and spreading yourself thin, you're in a way just kind of doing what you probably would already have done with a bigger impact and um, kind of more a little bit of skin in the game, right? right. So yep. um, I just think that if you're out there and you have a passion to uh, do more, find something in your community that you truly enjoy, and just go up and ask, hey, do you need help with anything? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys doing? I'm talented at painting. Like, can I, you know, whatever it is, it just uh, just kind of reach out and start there. And you never uh, know how far that'll take you and how fulfilled you'll be after you give something a little bit above and beyond yourself. Yeah, it, you, it definitely makes you feel like you're contributing to your own community. And yes. that feels good even if it takes work. Yeah, right on. Well, hey, if it doesn't take work, then it's probably not worth having. Exactly, so. exactly, 100%. All righty. Okay, so I've had a lot of fun with all of this up until mm-hmm. now, but I just really truly want to understand, Fuzz, what is next for you? I mean, I'm sure you have big ideas <laughs> and you're a forward thinker because you're a creator. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in the head of yours? I think so right now, I mean, business is always the first thing. So making sure that I'm taking care of our business here at Epic and we've got, you know, a number of employees and trying to make sure everybody's, you know, always 
fed and they were always growing and, and always, you know, mm-hmm. improving. And so, you know, I guess right now I'm looking at other ways to not only, um, make sure that my family gets involved with things and my employees get involved with things and finding opportunities for them to help and support, but just really to make sure that when I'm ready to retire, Mm -hmm. that I've left a better place behind me than, than I had when I got here and leave a better legacy for my kids. Even my parents are great, but like, yeah, are great. But but like, you know, just always keep, always be improving. Right. Yeah. And not, not just for me, but for my employees, my community my family. Um, and, and that's really, really it. So I don't, uh, I don't have too many things that I want to do right now. I just want to be prepared for someday I'm going to be able to retire. And, uh, well, let's talk about that really quick. So obviously if you have plans to retire, you must have a vision of what retirement looks like. What is yours? So my in-laws live in Door County Okay, and they have a... Uh, they've got a home uh, kind of like away from all the people. Uh, it's like close enough to get to all the people quickly, but also far enough away that there's not a bunch of traffic. And one, it was a Memorial Day in 2018. My brother-in-law was, and his wife and their kids were in town from Connecticut. And we were, we were having some cocktails, having a little bit, maybe too much fun. And we noticed the property next door was for sale. And I joked that I was going to buy it. And I called the realtor. (laughs) She didn't pick up, but I did leave a message and she did call me back on Tuesday and it was super cheap. So I ended up (laughs) buying the land next door. So the, um, this is a long ways down the road, Tara. So I like try not to think too far because I'm 43. I've got 20, 25 years left in the tank. Uh. Maybe if it could be shorter, cool. But, um, that will probably end up there at that uh, that area. And, but who knows? Who knows where life takes you, right? Yeah, who knows? Well, wow, Fuzz, it has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm sure that your listeners will appreciate having a little bit of insight into who you are. Um, I am just so excited to know you because you are always super energetic and excited to uh, see what you can do to help support. And I just find that extremely valuable and really, really appreciate it. So thanks again. Tara, thank you for having me on. I rarely do people ask me about me on my show, so I, I really appreciate this. This was uh, it's kind of like therapy. I feel like I owe you money, uh, but thank you for having me on, and thanks for putting the show out there because you do a great job, and your stories are wonderful, and they they give great insight into the people that you're speaking with. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Possible Project Podcast. Check out the show notes to access our guest details, support links, and subscribe to be notified of our weekly episodes coming to you every Wednesday. If you know of an amazing individual whose light is shining bright, I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email at thepossibleprojectpodcast at gmail.com. That's it, folks. This is Tegan signing off. Remember, let your faith be bigger than your fears because all things are possible through Christ.